Hello everyone, my name's Michael Posnick and welcome to my brand new shiny podcast created this morning on a, a 10 minute whim. So I've created a podcast here that's going to cover everything Prince Edward Island in general, anything to do with PEI, including of course real estate, because that's what I've been heavily involved with here over 25 years now, having moved from Ontario. I'm originally from the Born in Burlington, lived in Hamilton, Stony Creek, and a number of other areas in the province. Uh, and after 29 years, moved to beautiful Prince Edward Island, where I'm sitting on the waterfront here looking at the Charlottetown Yacht Club on November the 19th. And it's uh, one degrees. We haven't seen any real snow here this year, as every year seems to get warmer and warmer, despite what you see on the CBC News, every time we have a 150-year storm, they make it sound like we're under 25 feet of snow every day in the winter, which isn't the case and will be covered in this podcast. Things like weather, business, uh, education, where to move to. And one of the things I didn't realize when I moved here is the massive cultural differences. I just assumed everything was the same. Having lived in southern Ontario my whole life, it didn't matter what city I went to or whatever area, it seemed the same. So we're going to bring guests on here, and today our guest is Powerhouse Patty. So her name is uh, Patty Campbell, and she used to be an agent with my office with Century 21, and then left that to become super, a super powerful power broker starting Powerhouse Realty. It will be five years come this uh, January 2024, so I'm going to say hello to Patty, if you'd like to say hello to everybody. Hi, Michael. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me on here today with you. It's exciting. It is exciting. So today we're going to cover the massive change in real estate as of the last stats. So all the stats are kept track of by our real estate board, which was forwarded to the Canadian Real Estate Association, CREA, and as another avenue of statistical information for all those engineer brains, you can also go to the uh, CMHC sites, uh, Canadian Home Mortgage Corporation. So recently, the biggest change has been is it appears that the cycle is is over, not only for PEI, but all across North America for the housing market. Things seem to be slowing down. We're seeing price-reduced signs, which means it was overpriced to begin with, is the inside joke. And we're seeing those for sale signs stay up a lot longer, and we're not seeing multiple offers like we did before. Now, everything took off in 2016. Maybe we'll cover that some more later. But essentially, right now, we have converted into or traversed into a balanced market. So prior to 2016, we were in a strong buyer's market which basically meant you could put a house on for 150 and because there is no buyers, you'd sell it for 40 Things drastically changed in Q1 of 2016, and now in 2023, November, October, the stats are indicating that we have switched to the balanced market, which means the market is neither in favor of the buyer or seller, but it's balanced for both. So the negotiating leverage is not on either side. Before, it was on the seller's side. Prior to that, the buyer's side. Now it's uh, at an equilibrium. Patty, you're the statistics expert. Patty loves numbers. Tell us everything there is to know. Well, just if I could go back to where you had said that the properties were overpriced, and that's why you're seeing price reductions. Um, in our market, 
Unfortunately, a lot of sellers may not be properly informed, so they price their properties on the market that has passed, and they're not pricing their properties properly for the market ahead. So because they're comparing their properties with, you know, a property that may have sold <clears throat> during 2021 or 2022, that probably went to multiple offers, that doesn't set the new um, number or market value for that particular subdivision or area. So I think that's why we're seeing today a lot more price reductions happening um, as people come to terms and start to slowly be educated and informed that that market no longer exists on Prince Edward Island. Just thought I'd kind of clarify why you're seeing the price reductions as people are slowly waking up and unfortunately having to deal with the reality that they're 500,000 or what they perceived as $500,000 home is maybe worth four thirty, four fifty is typically what I see, depending again, now you get more hyper local based on the markets that were in on uh, Prince Edward Island. Now I do get into a lot of stats um, at Powerhouse Realty. We keep our um, our finger pretty close to the trigger when we want to do our comparative market analysis for our clients so we know exactly how to properly advise and make sure we're bringing that pro product onto the market at the right price. So right now what we're finding is, and Michael, you did give some great resources for market stats and that because Korea and CMHC do um, provide you know, a, a good summary snapshot. Um, I'll just let you know based on our what we're seeing right now in 2023, just having finished uh, third quarter stats, is the days on market for uh, third quarter 2023 have doubled compared to third quarter 2022. So doubling is still not bad, which is why, like Michael said, we're in a balanced market. Um, last year properties were typically, again, more hyper-local if you are certain market areas, whether you're west, east, Summerside, Charlottetown. But on average, uh, they were about 35, say, you know, 36 days on market. Now, what we're typically seeing is they're about 74, 75 days. Um, so they are slowly doubling. And we'll probably see that happen again over fourth quarter going into uh, the new year. So properties are sitting longer, still not a terrible thing. Back when I got into real estate in 2010, average days on market were for, again, just somebody have a comparison if they don't understand, 12 to 18 months for Summerside. And that was about $125,000 home, which typically got you a little bungalow. And in Charlottetown, the average uh, days on market were about six to nine months. And that used to get you the average sale price was about $175,000, $180,000. So um, yeah, that just gives you a little bit of a market snapshot for those who like numbers. And Well, according to our YouTube channels and Twitter feeds, or now known as X, people don't seem to be heavily into the stats. It's never been a popular video, which is why we've both stopped doing them on our YouTube channels and our Twitter feeds. But it is good to know as a buyer or a seller... Uh, looking at purchasing or selling real estate in Prince Edward Island, what the market is really doing. A lot of vendors or owners, you know, will pick an agent based on finding an agent that tells them what they want to hear. Every seller thinks their house is worth more than it is. They're, you know, like Patty said, they're looking at data from three years ago and it was a different market. 
every house that an owner has is the best builder, best views, best location, best doors, windows, siding, driveway, you name it. It's the best of everything, and of course, that yields a higher price. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the market and the purchasers are going to decide, not us. All we can do is supply the information and do that as unbiasedly as possible. It's not a great business plan because other agents sometimes will go in there and promise bigger numbers, but those numbers, unless they can back them by data and facts, my vehicle's just about to shut off here. We're in our mobile studio, which is otherwise known as a Ford F-150 for this experiment. So hopefully the audio will stay up. Um, so as far as prices, my biggest pet peeve is you look at a house that's on for $1.3 million, which before 2016, there'd probably be a dozen sales at $1 million houses in the history of PEI or the, you know, going back 40 years of stats that we have. And now everyone thinks their $500,000 house is worth one point three. And you look at the sales record for that house, and I'm, you know, speaking about properties on the market now, and they paid, you know, five fifty for it two years ago. And will it sell? Maybe it will, maybe it won't, because people are buying on emotion. They're also buying because they're forced to come to the Meritize, because their financial plan wasn't maybe as good as they wanted it to be, and they found that the only way to survive is by liquidating their house in southern Ontario and moving to the island, we found in most cases. The vast majority of our buyers, Patty, you can correct me if I'm wrong, would be from southern Ontario, retired white-collar workers, you know, 55, 65, they're cashing out, they're moving here, so they can sit on the water looking at the yacht club in a, in a truck talking on their new podcast. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. There is a trend called East Sizing, and yeah, it allows them to take the equity that they were able to accumulate in their homes, whether it's Ontario, Alberta, BC, um, and live a little bit more comfortably in the Maritimes, which is why we've seen this big surge, especially uh, since COVID happened. Right. So this morning, we were looking at a listing, which we'll get to in a second here. But essentially what I tell all purchasers to do, a lot of them don't do this. I don't know if they think they're going to get hounded to death on the phone or the email, which they're not going to do. I've got almost 2,000 of these searches set up. But the search basically allows you to put in a criteria of what you're looking for, and it gets automatically emailed to you when it's listed by any agent, any broker in PEI. So if I'm looking for house in Charlottetown and, say, West Royalty or Brighton or Sherwood or East Royalty, it will send me those listings as they come up. And what I'm finding now, you're, you're seeing listings, like for instance, this morning, we're looking at a house for uh, 660 or something like that, which, you know. Split entry. Cookie cutter, split entry, vinyl sided, double car garage. There's a lot of split entries and bungalows on the island. Bungalows because they're easy to build. Split entries because they are... They, they look bigger than they are because the double car garage underneath consumes most of the space, but they look a little more prolific or, or massive because of the garage. But in essence, you're getting a 1,600 square foot home. That bungalow, if you finish the basement, probably have 2,000 square feet or 1,800. So when I look at that house, I'm thinking, you know, someone's probably going to buy that, but it's going to be someone from southern Ontario that doesn't got a clue what neighborhood they're in. 
and they don't do their market research, and it's nice, and it's that shiny new toy, but that house would be much better if it was in a better location. In my opinion, there's two top locations in Charlottetown, and Summerside there's probably three, uh, with the advent of a, a fourth, which is a new subdivision on the water. But, you know, when you come here, or when you buy real estate anywhere, what I always tell my clients is think about the exit strategy. That's what professional investors do. They don't look at what can I buy. They'll look at if I go to liquidate this, am I going to come out with a, you know, hopefully a profit or not much of a loss. And when you're buying a house in a subprime neighborhood, just because it's new and shiny, when you go to sell, and you might sell because you may find you want to live in North Rustico rather than Charlottetown or on a beach or a golf course or looking at a fishing wharf or lighthouse or Confederation Bridge, if you've purchased that house on a motion without doing your research and it's in that B-grade neighborhood, you're not going to benefit from it monetarily as much as you would if it was in an A-grade neighborhood. Uh, thoughts? Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree along with you. Okay. Anything else? No, and that's something, too, because people don't know to ask those questions. You know, what is an A, uh, where is the A-grade areas, B-grade uh, C-grade locations in, you know, the communities that they're looking to to uh, move to or relocate to, um, they might think it's a great, oh, well, this area here, the property taxes are lower. And sometimes it can be a red flag as to why they don't get their snow removal as quickly, say, as some of the other areas in that. Um, so just things that you should be aware of and know which questions to ask. Right. So we're going to try to keep these podcasts digestible. I don't like podcasts that go on for hours and hours and hours that are filled with a bunch of noise and babble blabble. So in essence, we will cover where you should buy in PEI, where you shouldn't buy in PEI. And I think probably the biggest thing for me, and then I'll, I'll ask Patty the same question, is when I came to PEI, you wanted to buy everything. Because, I mean, back then you could have bought a waterfront home for 30, 40 grand. You just wanted to buy everything. A bungalow is $85,000, three bedroom, two bathroom in a good neighborhood. The value here was incredible versus what I was selling in Ontario, which is a horrible house in a horrible location. It was my first house as a starter home. I mean, for what I sold that for, I could buy something in a top neighborhood here for just a little bit more. So having said that, the point is, don't start cutting checks until you see the statistical and factual data. And one thing I would look for is not just the MLS history. Recently, we ran into a situation with a family member where uh, they showed the MLS data, but they neglected to show us the registry data. And this particular house was bought at a foreclosure for what? 130,000 less than the 170,000 asking. And that wasn't MLS data because the MLS only records what's listed on the MLS, whereas the tax registry records everything. So probably a good piece of advice is know the history of the property. If you want to pay 1.3 million for a house that they paid 550 for two years ago, all the power to you. But I, as an agent, I know Patty is an agent. We want to tell you what you're doing because when you come back to us two years from now and think it's worth $1.9 you may be in for a shocking surprise to find out it's worth less. Real estate goes up and down, just like the stock market. But, you know, prior to the big crash in the States, everyone believed it was just going to go for infinitum 
through the roof. And uh, that is not the case. Real estate goes up and it goes down. And right now you're starting to see a lot of price reductions right across North America. And if it gets to a certain point, percentile-wise, they'll refer to it as a correction. I can't remember if it's 10%. But uh, anything to add to that? No, no. What, what did you experience when you came here from, she's from Cambridge, which is north, north, north Ontario. I don't think so, Michael, but um, I, I did notice that the pricings seemed because I had at that point in time was living in Brantford actually and the home that I sold there I had established a little bit of equity plus also what I had paid down um, on my mortgage and that so I was able to purchase again a split level entry I moved to Summerside um, not understanding the market not understanding the locations of the area um, whether it was an A or B grade, I happened to luck out actually, and did end up in an A grade location. But with a C grade house. With a well, your typical split level entry. No, no, so, no. Patty bought a house that was on the market for probably ten or twelve years. That was my second home <laughs> on the side. Ah, yeah, second home. Um, but that's actually probably more of a an example. Not when I first moved here, but my second home. I was still new into the real estate industry and. Um, and probably didn't know what questions to ask. Even though I was in the industry, um, I did probably mess up a little bit uh, and did buy something that just seemed like, to me, it was brand new. Someone wakes up every single day and goes, oh, I want to move to Prince Edward Island, or I just got a job relocation to Prince Edward Island, not realizing that property may look like it was only on the market for 30-some-odd days, but if you pull the full history and if you have a realtor that's actually, you know, full disclosure, letting you know all the information, you'd end up realizing that has been on the market for the last five years, which is about what this property was that I bought. Um, and they weren't able to sell it. And along comes an Ontario mindset buyer and I bought it. And there was a loss taken on that house. But uh, anyways, yeah, it does happen. Which brings us to an important point here in closing is when you see the days on market, that is the days on market with that particular cut sheet. I mean, in theory, you could relist the house every 30 to 90 days, and some agents do, and it always looks nice and fresh, and it's only listed for 30 days or 60 or 72, but it could add 25 cut sheets before it. So it's important when you pull those cut sheets to run the PID number, find the complete history of the house, look at the registry, which is non-MLS data sometimes. Know what you're getting into because it can, you know, as a buyer's agent, if I'm representing a buyer, you can use that as a leverage tool when, when buying the house. Having your house on the market for 10 to 12 years doesn't really do a lot for you as a vendor or an owner. So if you found this podcast, this first episode helpful and you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, download it, uh, rate it. I don't know how many stars you can give it. Probably six would be a good idea. And we'll continue to do these. Email us any questions you might have about Prince Edward Island, if, even if it's not real estate related. And we'll try to give you our most unbiased answers on the podcast here. Appreciate you listening. Have a great day, Patty. Thank you, Michael, for having me on this exciting new podcast that you've started. Super exciting. Super exciting. So have a great day, everybody.